0: You're listening to the Becoming Yourself Podcast, your bi-weekly dose of self-discovery hosted by Veronica Tai and Elena Giesis. We are a lifestyle and personal development podcast created for women who feel like they're living the wrong version of their lives, but know that they're capable of something bigger and better. Our promise is to deliver
1: authentic content to help you develop a better relationship with the most important person there is, with yourself and see what incredible impact it can have on all areas of your life. Welcome to the journey of becoming yourself.
0: Hello, my wonderful friend. Thank you so much for dropping by to today's Becoming Yourself podcast episode. Happy Sunday. So Today, we are going to be talking about perfectionism. In specific, we are busting some myths that we or you might have about perfectionism because that's what it does. It's this sneaky little limiting belief that tricks you into thinking that if you're perfect, You will not fail. Or that being perfect, perfectionism, is just simply, you know, becoming a better version of yourself. You're just trying to make yourself better, which is total bullshit when it comes from the point of perfectionism. Or maybe some perfectionists think that being perfect is going to get them the validation that they're seeking. Okay, if you don't actually think that you're a perfectionist, don't give up on this episode yet. Just because you're not a perfectionist all in all doesn't mean that you don't have perfectionistic (laughs) tendencies. Oh, and I'm so glad, Elena, that you're here to like talk about this because I know that is your jam. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all have perfectionism tendencies. You're so right. And for the longest time, I was thinking what's wrong with trying to be a better version of myself that's what perfectionism is right yeah. um, no that's wrong this is not <laughs> what it is right because at its core what it is it it's all about trying to earn someone's approval and acceptance just just think about it we are raised being praised for our achievements and performance when we're little. So things like for for grades, for our manners, for our sports achievements. In my case it was a lot about my appearance and how I look. Oh, yeah. And and this is how we adopt this really really dangerous belief system that I am what I accomplish or I am how I look. And we think that our values lie in these accomplishments. So what happens then is we think, you know, I I can only be perfect if I look good. But then what happens, we start aging. And then we see everyone, you know, going crazy about plastic surgeries, because they can't accept themselves as they are, because it's all about external validation. It's all about that, you know, validation seeking, approval seeking. This is what perfectionism is at its core. Do you
0: agree? Oh, my gosh. Huge, huge, huge. And you know what? I feel like this is a little bit like an AA meeting with the question (laughs) I'm going to ask next. But like... Because we both are recovering perfectionists, right? We (laughs) are. And I'm so curious. When did you first realize that you were a perfectionist? Really? (laughs) Like...
1: Oh my God. I don't think there was like, <laughs> for the. I think for the longest time, first, it's easy to lie to yourself when you're a yeah. because you think that perfectionism is safe. It's like a safety net because it gives you a reason not to start or not to do things. Um, even like doing a podcast for, let's take this podcast, for example, like I think the old me would never be able to start it because of all the small things that I needed to have in place before starting it. Um, you know how we were talking about, do I need PhD in podcasting to start a podcast? <laughs> yeah. This is what freaking perfectionism does to you, <laughs> right? Because it's like, I need the best mic. I need the best equipment. I need PhD in perfectionism. I need to, you know, to write perfect scripts and to read from the scripts. But you know what? As our favorite Marie Forleo says, progress over perfection. This is the new mantra because perfectionism will never let you just do it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So back to the question, you always
1: ah. knew you were a perfectionist? No, no, no. Well, yes. Yes. I always yes. knew that I was a perfectionist, but I was proud of it, <laughs> mm. <laughs> right? I thought, I thought it's, it's good to be one. And I would judge people who are not perfectionists. Um, so, yes. Well, how did it manifest in me? Uh, you know, noticing imperfections of others and using them as a reason to feel better about myself, that's perfectionism. If someone comes to my place, I would, you know, panic if I would think, "What if they open a drawer and see that it's not not everything is in perfect order in my drawer?" That's perfectionism. Uh, not being able to like launch my site, speak up, show my real self, be vulnerable. This is all examples of
0: me being a perfectionist. What about you? Well. It's actually a really funny story because I was the type of perfectionist who really didn't think that I was. And quite honestly, just based on looking back at how I was as a kid and what my upbringing looked like, quite honestly, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure I was a perfectionist. Like that perfectionism had always been drilled into me ever since I was a toddler. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because there are these moments that we remember in our lives and you don't really know what they're there for. Like, it's not a particularly exciting memory. You don't know what they're there for until you know exactly what they're there for. So I have this memory of when I was in grade six, I think, and I was in the classroom. Uh, There's a kid in there who always strived for A's. No, he strived, he's always wanted A pluses. And there was a lot of pressure that he put on himself whenever he didn't get A pluses. And I just remember the teacher saying, you know, sometimes adults say things and they they don't think the kids are hearing I just remember Mm -hmm. the teacher saying, I don't even know to who and like what instigated it, but she was just like, see, the thing is like being a perfectionist is such a slippery slope. It is not good for you at all. And it leads Mm -hmm. to a lot of uh, unhappiness. She wasn't telling him, but she was saying it to someone. And I just remember at that time, I was like, whew, good thing I'm not a perfectionist. Wow. Mm -hmm. That would be such a terrible life to live. Never being happy with yourself. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and it really okay so it really wasn't until I like three like four years ago seriously it really wasn't until four years ago when I was working at my very last corporate job and I was typing and someone had mentioned to me it was like piece by piece. Someone had once mentioned to me, it's like, oh, you're really careful with your words. And I'm like, yeah, I am careful. (laughs) And then this is more of the woo woo side of me. And I love it. I went to go get my chakras cleansed by this energy healing lady. And Mm -hmm. she said, whether it be true or not, it still like opens something up in me. She's like, oh yeah, in your past life, you were persecuted for just being open with what it is that you believed. And so this life, you're just trying to lay low and be very, careful with your words I'm like
1: okay Ooh, That yeah. is woo-woo. so like two yeah so
0: two people like one was just a co-worker and the second one was this energy healing lady you're really careful with your words I was like yeah I am very careful and then the third thing that happened it was all like really close in in time was I was at work and something was wrong with my computer so I needed to get the IT guy there and the IT guy got like you know how they get into your computer and they just like work off of that. I was chatting with him, forgot that he was, like, actually, like, in my computer so he could see what I'm typing anyways. And I was, like, (laughs) typing something, and I deleted it, and I typed something, and I deleted it. And he's like, wow, you're really careful with your words.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He noticed
0: it, too. Three times. Three times. (laughs) And that's when it, like, started to click. I'm like, oh, Maybe I'm really careful with my words. Like maybe I have some perfectionist tendencies, like even a simple message. I want to make sure that I say it the right way so as not to offend anyone so that it can come out the way that I need it to. Mm -hmm. And thus began my journey of perfectionism. And you know how, yeah, you know how for you, you were talking about, you knew you were a perfectionist and you actually judged people for not being a perfectionist. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what made you feel good. Well, my, my route in was actually, I guess in a very twisted way, I'm such a perfectionist that I couldn't admit that I was a perfectionist because I wasn't perfect mm-hmm. enough to call myself a perfectionist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would look at people with like their clean, crisp hair, their perfect yeah. binder notes their, um I-, I just think about the girls in class like that. I used to be like, wow, they've really got it together. And like mm-hmm. everything that they do, their notes are perfect. And I always <laughs> felt like the stumbling turtle. <laughs> I'm like, so disheveled. <laughs> yeah. This is so interesting because
1: oh. yeah, you know what? Perfectionisms cannot be compared. Like we all, it's so individual and it's so different. You're so right. Because I think I was a girl you were describing. I'm well yeah. I'm from I'm from Eastern Europe. And I think it's also very cultural because People put a lot of emphasis on the, on the um, outside, um, not on the inside. So I think a lot of my perfectionism stemmed from from my cultural background because I would never let myself have a chipped nail. And if I do, I wouldn't let people see me. I, you know, I would wear makeup to go to the grocery store and have a perfect hair and everything. And I would freak out if someone would see me without it. I mean yeah. I'm working on it now that's why I'm a recovering perfectionism and it's it all boils down to self acceptance and self love yeah. and confidence and self esteem you probably so, had
0: yeah you probably had like the cutest outfits on like the perfect shade of <laughs> lipstick i and mean like- listen i'm sure there was someone out there who was
1: even a more a, more of a perfectionism than I, than i am but I think I was I was pretty worried about what people thought about me. Mm. And and this is and this is actually what it is because there is perfectionism and there is healthy achievement and they're very different because perfectionism is about what will others think about me and healthy achievement is about how can I be better? How can I do better? The focus is about is on myself and, yeah. and on comparing my old self with my new self and who I want to be. So, yeah, mm-hmm. this is where the huge
0: difference lies. I'm getting so excited because I think you and I are coming, like the heart of it, you already said, of perfectionism mm-hmm. is self-love and self-acceptance mm-hmm. and the lack there of it uh, mm-hmm. when, when you're mm-hmm. being a perfectionist. Also, I want to point out because I think you came up with like a really quotable thing. Mm-hmm. And if my mind opened just now, perfectionism cannot be compared. What? Mm-hmm. Like that's Easy yes. to me. Yeah, that <laughs> was so good, Elena. Okay, so yeah. I'm getting excited because here you are being like the girl that I'm like ogling over in class. Like, wow, she's really got it together. Her notes are always so neat. And, you know, Yet she Inside, only- I'm never happy about myself. Just let's just yeah. let's pause and- there
1: for a moment. <laughs>
0: our own internal, it's all about our own inner world. And then here mm-hmm. I am feeling like a messy turtle. <laughs> a little, my hair's a little disheveled. I've got like a little cow lick. I carry 10 binders in my backpack just in case. So I, and that's why my jam, like what I specialize in is this not enoughness, which in and of itself plays into perfectionism. We're always feeling like I'm not enough. I try as I might, I only got eighty five percent, like highest as, on average in school. The striving, of course, was for a hundred. And if you could get somehow above a hundred, that would be better. If I ever got a hundred percent, it just didn't feel like I wouldn't let myself really celebrate it because I would be like, "Oh, be just like, oh I time. just
1: got lucky, right?" That's oh, how yeah,
0: you- yeah, yeah, totally yeah. imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I just got lucky. And then when you're talking about your chipped nails and your perfect makeup. I think about it the absolute opposite way. So I was a makeup artist, loved, loved, loved it, still love it. And <laughs> this just goes to show how twisted our own brains can be because mm-hmm. I would actually have friends who are more like sweatpants, throw your hair up casual, like natural beauty kind of friends. Right. And they would sometimes tease me to be like, Oh my gosh, why do you have to take so long to get ready? And I always, for the longest time, attributed that to low self-esteem. I was like, oh, maybe it's because I'm not comfortable with the way I look, but I feel comfortable with the way I look. Well, you know, they're cool going out in sweatpants, but I don't like the sweatpants. I want to put on my lipstick and my blush. And I always Mm -hmm. felt apologetic about it. And guess what? Now, knowing what I know, (laughs) had I just not have been so apologetic about myself, Mm -hmm. the The thinking in my own brain would have been a lot more like, actually, like I'm totally fine walking out because I was truly, I'm totally fine walking out in like a messy bun and no makeup, but I don't want to because that's not who I am. And I enjoy spending at that time, uh, an hour getting ready. I loved it. I liked it, but, and I, and then I felt ashamed by it. Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt like somehow I wasn't enough. I wasn't measuring up by not being able to just walk out with, uh, with a messy bun and sweatpants. I didn't like it, mm-hmm. but I judged myself for not liking it. Oh, my gosh. Twisted. Super twisted. No,
1: I know it, it. It is. It is really crazy. It. It is all about meeting certain standards. Which who set those standards?
0: Really standards. Like yeah, who
1: standards. Are you trying to meet that? That's what really it is about. That's why um, it's always about what will someone else think. This is what, and it paralyzes us, right? Like it gives us permission to not move forward because it's always about. Uh, like a benchmark that who knows who set that benchmark that we can never achieve. Um, and actually. One of the things I know that we both are big fans of the gifts of imperfection by mm-hmm. Brene Brown, um, and I wanted to. I looked up how she defines perfectionism, and I think it's brilliant. So I'm going to read it here. So yeah. I have the
0: book with you. What page are you on? Yeah, uh, I'm on page 56. Okay, I'm going to come to, and this
1: is where her uh, definition is. So. Perfectionism is a self-destructive and addictive belief system that fuels the primary thought. If I look perfect, live perfectly, or do something perfectly, I can avoid or minimize the painful feelings of shame, judgment, and blame. And yes, this is like, this is so right on by perfectionism just is that protective shield that we use to avoid painful feelings of shame and of Mm -hmm. other people's judgments. This is why it's toxic. This is why perfectionism sucks and it needs to be unlearned. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, if you're still telling yourself that, you know, there's nothing wrong with being a perfectionist a perfectionist i am sorry but you are lying to yourself <laughs> and i have to tell you that as someone who's been lying to myself for a very long time thinking that oh that that's cool you know i'm by being perfect i'm fitting in but yeah. Fitting in is not the same as belonging as we both know. <laughs> so, oh
0: my gosh. You coached yeah. me on that and that changed my life. <laughs> that was, we yeah. need to do an episode on that. That was so good. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Perfectionism in and of itself ends up being self-destructive. You're shooting yourself in the foot. And before we go ahead, if, if someone's listening and they've just determined that they're a perfectionist, before you go ahead and judge yourself, For doing this, be so very gentle with yourself because that Mm -hmm. perfectionism didn't come from nowhere. It came Mm -hmm. from somewhere. At Mm -hmm. one point in your life, you needed that inner critic because your survival was threatened. So that's why these tendencies usually form when we're a child. When you're a kid and you're told to sit up straight or you're told that your hair needs to be kept properly, and if you don't do that and you get rejected by your caretaker or an an adult that you see as some sort of um, survival mechanism, whether it be your parents or a nanny or something like that, well, your little child brain is going to pick up really fast on the fact that you better have perfect hair and you better Mm -hmm. act perfectly and behave perfectly so that that inner critic can come in and save you Mm -hmm. before you actually get rejected by the person who is in charge of your survival. That's where Mm -hmm. it all comes from. So be so gentle with yourself. It was actually Mm -hmm. a really smart mechanism for the time that you needed it, but you're an adult now. And you don't need your caretaker, your nanny, or your parents to survive, like physically survive. So start rewriting that story, but start from a place of kindness. Always start from a place of kindness. You
1: brought up a very, very important point. Yes. About, about where it really comes from, because yeah. it is, it is just a protection mechanism that we use uh, when we grow up that we just don't question. Um, but yes, it, it is born out of criticism, usually. It is born out of shaming. Yeah. It's, it's always, this is how we get our love when we're little. This is, we know that. Um, to be loved, we need to be a certain way. This yep. is how we get approval, by looking a certain way or achieving certain things. This is um, this is our way to get love. And this is then when we grow up, we, we just keep doing that to get that love from other people.
0: Exactly. This is what
1: perfectionism is
0: about. Yeah. And, you know, as adults, when we actually first become aware of these tendencies, it's so easy to go into a mode of, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? What, why do I always need other people's validations? Why can't I just validate myself? What's wrong with me? Why am I like this? Well, Mm -hmm. this is why you're like this because (laughs) that smaller part of you, that inner child within you needed that survival mechanism. So if you are first becoming aware of this, really great way to look at it so that you can treat yourself with kindness is to look at the youngest version of yourself that you can remember holding these beliefs. Maybe it's a three-year-old, maybe it's a seven-year-old, maybe it's an eight-year-old. And when you look at yourself through the lens of an adult and back at who you were as a three-year-old, a seven-year-old, an eight-year-old, it's not so far-fetched. Like, would you... And Would you actually be angry or upset with a three-year-old, seven-year-old, or eight-year-old right now if that's the message that they ended up getting from someone telling them that they had to have perfect hair or that they had to sit up straight and act a certain way? No, you could see it so much better with your adult eyes. So turn toward that inner part of yourself with these adult eyes. And rather than rejecting that part of yourself, just saying, what's wrong with me? I'm such a perfectionist. Oh my gosh, I wish I wasn't this way. Look at what that smaller part needs from you and start Mm -hmm. connecting with it. That smaller part needs you. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. And
1: yeah, and, and, and it's very important to also understand that Perfectionism is simply not attainable. It's not achievable. <laughs> you can yeah. never achieve because there is no benchmark. Because nobody set a standard. We set the standard in our head, and and oftentimes we don't even know where where is that benchmark. So we just keep keep going with without any purpose. Yeah, uh, that's the biggest to- con of all time
0: <laughs> that you yeah. can actually. Get perfect, yeah,
1: yeah, so in terms of my tips and advice, because I have been on this journey of this recovering perfectionist for for quite a long time now, first you I believe that you can't fully recover simply because this is a survival instinct. this is exactly what you said, this is our uh, knee jerk reaction sometimes, so it's always. About awareness and seeing and recognizing how perfectionism affects your life and how much you're missing out because of it. Sometimes it strikes me that we only have one life. We sometimes live with this, you know, feeling that, oh, you know, I'll fix it someday. But then we're missing out on our dreams because Something like such complex issue as perfectionism paralyzes us, right? Um, so just think of all of the things that you've missed out on and might miss out on because you're, you feel like you're never good enough because of all that shame and because of that perfectionism shield and all the excuses you're using this perfectionism for. So like, in my example, you know, I wouldn't ever let anyone visit my house if it's not perfectly in order. That's, that's shame, right? Like it, it's a feeling that there's something wrong with me. You know, I'd rather say that I'm dying from coronavirus. So don't, (laughs) don't come, don't come, don't come to my place if it's not in order. Uh, Oh yeah. I now know that sometimes everyone's home is a mess and it's not a direct reflection of who you are. I know I'm a pretty tidy person, but sometimes I have slips. Sometimes my house is not in a perfect order and my drawers are not in a perfect order and that's okay. And if people are not going to accept me that way, then those are not my people. Like I had to come to this conclusion and it was a really not an easy path <laughs> to this. Mm-hmm to this, like, to really start believing in this because there were so many limiting beliefs. So, yes, recognizing how this affects your life and making a decision that you need to unlearn this pattern and catch yourself. And the what's important is focusing on yourself, not the other. Focusing not what will other people think of me, but how can I be better today than I was yesterday? Um, this is this is the most important thing. So again, fitting in versus belonging, or I also like calling it, calling it: "Are you a magnet or are you a fish hook?" Really looking at being a magnet, which means belong, which means being yourself and letting the world react, whether they like it or not. So embracing imperfections, embracing vulnerabilities. Um, it's, it's hard, but it's the only way to to fight perfectionism. It's the only way to achieve greatness, really. Because if we think all the beautiful things we like about um, other people are never perfect. We like people for their imperfections, for their realness, for their authenticity.
0: Isn't that true? Mm-hmm. If you think about it. That's what we mean by real, right? Like that we are... At a point in time where we're craving this authenticity, meaning that the things that are put out in the world that are too crisp um, and rehearsed and too clean, it just seems, well, that's why we use the word fake. We're really looking for the realness, meaning the imperfections in people, because that's how we're able to truly connect. How can I truly connect with you if you're only putting a facade out? I can mm-hmm. only truly connect with you when you're putting all of you out. Then mm-hmm. I see you, then I get you. And mm-hmm. that in yeah, that is uh, meaningful. Yeah, everything beautiful
1: is born out of vulnerability, honesty mm-hmm. and imperfections. I really think so because yeah, it's it sucks to be to live your life always trying to pretend to be who you're not. And usually when you do that deep down, you have that shame and feeling that something is wrong with you, that you always have to pretend to be perfect, Mm -hmm. pretend to be someone else. Yeah, it sucks. And another thing that I think is very important in, in our today's society is we're so overwhelmed by consumption. Um, of content specifically on social media. And I think this is where perfectionism just breathes <laughs> because people are putting out the best highlights of themselves, right? Uh, it's, it's uh, edited, face tuned live <laughs> as they call it, right? Nobody's going to put any shitty events of their lives, including me. We all like sharing beautiful things. And this is where it's very easy. To start spiraling into this mode that, oh, I'm not good enough. So, my cure for this is instead of consuming, we need to start creating. Mm. Because, yeah, because when you start consuming, this is when you start spinning about, oh, Um, I will never be able to get to that level. You know how we were talking about, you know, some of the mentors in even coaching. Like when we see people who've built those coaching empires... Who, who have, you know, their social looks so beautiful, their content is so amazing, it's, it's so easy to just keep consuming that and beating yourself up for never being able to achieve that. So instead of that, we just need to start creating. We need yeah. to, instead of perfection, we should focus on progress. So how can we make those small steps, those steps, turtle steps and start creating and that creates a momentum.
0: Okay. I have a question for you because that's so good. And that is so true when it comes to the things that we want to do in life, whether that be uh, travel, even I can see that relating travel. Of Mm -hmm. course, if anyone's starting their business, like what that looks like and how daunting it is when you start your own business or you try to build up your own practice. And it's like, oh my gosh, you're looking at all these people who have it all together. But of course, it took them like 10 years Mm -hmm. to get there. Who knows how long it took them to get there. And But also you never know,
1: you never know if what they're putting out there is true, right? It's like, it's all a shield. It's all a facade. As you said, it's like, you never really know.
0: That's true too. Okay. But the thing is, when you said consumption, and maybe Mm -hmm. that's because this is what's going on for me (laughs) right Mm -hmm. now, it's seriously not like, it's more of a Mm -hmm. surface, totally a surface issue. I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, consumption. Yeah. Like I think I'm okay with. How I am and what I have, but you know, would I really be okay if I walked out right now in a pair of pants or a tank top that's totally dated? That's like so 2015 or something (laughs) like that. Actually, probably not. I think I would actually feel a little bit very self conscious. Actually, I think I would walk out feeling self conscious being like, Oh my gosh, like skinny jeans are in, or wait, I think bell bottoms are in. I don't know. I'm actually. I've lost my, I've lost my, the uh, feel of the fashion world. But like, yeah, like, oh, mm-hmm. skinny jeans aren't in anymore, and it's all bell bottoms. Like, I would actually feel self conscious. So when it comes to more physical and material things, when it comes to consumption, mm-hmm. how, like, how can we create instead?
1: Well, you know, to me, and this is my like issue that for a very long time it was very hard for me to become honest with myself here so i would buy things to impress others and i would spend money on things that i probably would don't even like but just to make sure that i fit in so to me i love fashion right maybe uh it's a, it's a, it's a big word, but I like, I like dressing up. I like uh, following trends. Um, I like looking great, but what changed for me personally is my intention. I think when it comes to material things, it's always important to check in with yourself on your intention. My intention now, do I like it? Does it make me feel happy? Um, do I feel good wearing that? Mm-hmm. Instead of my old intention is what will they think about me? Will I fit in? Will I impress someone? See how that is a completely different intention. Now, whenever I want to buy something, I always ask myself, who am I buying it for? And the answer always has to be me. If I, if my intention is, I'm buying it to fit in, to impress someone, to get someone's approval, to uh, enhance my self worth, then it's a very wrong intention. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I, huge. Yeah. always
0: comes back to intention. Huge, huge, huge.
1: Yes. Yeah, but also, yeah, and and self worth because is it is it a validation thing? Is it do you put your self worth? You know, on things like clothes or looks or, um, certain achievements, it's important. Or are you doing this to be a better version of yourself, actually? Or are you doing this to actually feel better? Are you doing this to, in- because you enjoy it? Like
0: that, that's, that's a huge difference, right? I think that was, yeah, that was so good. What you had to say about perfectionism and how to like, and the antidote to it, how to battle. um I don't want to say battle it. It's really just uh embracing and working with, cause it may not go away. And it's just something that you work with. Was that, was that the last one, the consumption that you had? I know you have a list. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, that that's pretty much it. Yeah. And, um, I think also what you and I talk about in every episode and always when you and I talk to each other is listening to your body is very important. Being a fish hook is a very different feeling than being a magnet and mm-hmm. we can feel it energetically whenever we are trying to fit in, trying to be small, trying to, you know, that perfectionism is just making us so little. It makes us shrink or... When we become magnets, when we are being ourselves, when we are being okay with not being liked, that Mm -hmm. creates a magnet effect. Because what happens is people actually start liking us more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because it's real. It's not flimsy. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's, it's exactly. Real. That's, again, mm-hmm. that's what we crave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think we cracked a huge myth of perfectionism <laughs> that perfectionism is merely trying to make ourselves better. No, there's a huge difference between healthy achievement of like striving for growth and Mm -hmm. coming from a place of perfectionism where it starts off with the question of what's wrong with me. When it comes to how I might deal with perfectionism, I just have three things and they're more contemplation. So it would make a really good journaling exercise. The first one, I think everyone's just going to get tired of hearing this from me because I'm like telling everyone all the time. And it's one of the (laughs) biggest lessons that I've learned. Number one. Approach it with kindness. It Mm -hmm. never works or it never works well anyway. When we approach ourselves with kind of a sense of a persecutor mode of uh, Mm -hmm. criticalness or judgment. So approach it with kindness. And once again, see the smaller part of yourself. And there's usually a younger part of ourselves somewhere in there that is scared, that is needing or thinking that it needs the survival mechanism. And then, secondly, who are you really? Who are you without your friends, without your clothes, without your looks, without your gender, without any of the social roles that you play, without your preferences? That one's a hard one. I really had to wrap my head around that. Like, what do you mean without my preferences? But I like pink, but I like coffee. Who are you without all that? Who, like, and this is something to sit with probably in meditation. And then mm-hmm. be a little bit of journaling afterward. And then the real zinger, do you like yourself? Do you even like yourself?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then just Ooh. sitting with that. They're, without judgment, whether the answer is yes or the answer is no or something probably more likely convoluted. Just sitting with that so that you can start bringing awareness into where you're at currently even. And once you have that awareness, then you can start making some changes.
1: Love it. Wow. I need to, I need to meditate on that for sure. I feel lately I've been disconnected from myself and, and when, when it happens, I know for sure I need a good check in with my ego because I make it all of these material things about my self worth and, this is how you get disconnected uh, from yourself. So these are really good tips. And yes, like thinking about who am I without doing, who am I as just a being Mm -hmm. without all the material things, without the look, how can we start celebrating all the imperfections? How can we start celebrating our aging? Because it's inevitable, right? Like, because I hear in more and more how people get upset about, um, we're not gonna get any younger. (laughs) And if, if your whole life, you put yourself, all your self-worth is about how you look, then like, what, what's gonna happen five, 10, 15 years from now? Right? Exactly. And and in this, and in this sense, I loved, um, Actually, I listened, Oprah was talking about, I think in that book that both of us like what I know for sure, I think she was addressing this issue of age, where one of her friends, I think she was turning 60 or something, and she didn't want to celebrate. And she didn't want to tell people when she was celebrating how old she was turning. And Oprah was like, are you kidding me? It's something to be so proud of you like we all have to be proud and as you said celebrate all these things in our mm-hmm. lives like how many people are not having you know the pleasure of getting to their 60s they're not as lucky so it's like we shouldn't be shrinking we shouldn't be at least about age this is my big challenge is to be always proud of my age Mm -hmm. and I think this is definitely to work on and this is where perfectionism plays its role big time
0: yeah yeah I think so and just how Mm -hmm. it's shaped by society especially for women because it's always Mm -hmm. about our looks apparently no it's not (laughs) but that's what they tell us yeah my my mantra (laughs) as
1: you know it doesn't matter how my life looks on the outside if it doesn't feel good on the inside
0: exactly yeah okay we have like i think we've gone over time with this one but that's okay yeah. it was such a good conversation of course it would it. be such a good conversation we're both recovering perfectionists perfectionism yes. is your jam uh, we <laughs> might even do a second one on this we'll see <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, True. all right all Yeah. Right. well that was such a good chance sunday chat with you elena Mm -hmm. yeah I loved it thank you so 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 much and
1: thank you guys for tuning in we hope you really enjoyed this episode and if you did please share it with your friend subscribe to or to our podcast and follow us on social media and you can check me out on superwoman.school and veronica I believe is veronicatai.com
0: Yep, that's right. T-H-A-I dot com. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, until we meet again in a couple of weeks. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, everyone. Bye. Bye.